Yeah, Friday! You have reached episode 47 of the Ranting Weight Watcher. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If the podcast app you're listening on allows you to rate the show, please leave a four-star or five-star rating. Any rating is greatly appreciated. And oh man, here we are another Friday. Another weekend here, and we are another step closer to our one-year anniversary of this podcast. But I'm not going to hold you up. Let's get into this. Journey updates. Okay, guys. Not a great week, but not a bad week either. I stayed the same this week. It's not technically three games in a row, but it sure feels that way. (laughs) It feels like a loss. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It feels like a loss this week. I mean, well, not a loss. It feels like a game. I should say it like that. A loss rather than a win. (laughs) That's what I was meaning when I said that. But... So far, for the month of July, I am up two pounds for the month. Total loss since January 2019 is 130.4 pounds. The pounds remaining to get to the small goal of the 253-pound mark is 12.2 pounds. The pounds remaining to get to the next WW milestone, which is the minus 150 mark, that is 19.6 pounds and the pounds remaining to get to our big goal, which was to lose 200 pounds and reevaluate my life from then, 69.6 pounds. You know, I mean, there are many people that would say, hey, it's, it's any time you don't gain, it's a win. But I got to say, this feels like second place. When it's zero, it feels like second place. And I'm going to talk a little bit that, about that today. We're going to break down how the smart point system can also, it's like a double-edged sword, but we're going to get into that right now. I'm titling this episode today, When Points Become Problems. I was in a w- workshop just a couple of nights ago, whatever it was. And someone in the workshop told a story. And it made me think. It made me think, you know, so this, this point system is a wonderful thing. Don't get me wrong. I love it. It's probably one of the best systems out there if you're not willing to count cal- calories and all that stuff. It just makes life simple. The whole point system idea makes life simple. So this woman goes on to tell a story about going to a restaurant I want to say it was called Spaghetti Factory, but it could have been called Pasta Factory. I'm not, I don't exactly remember the name of this, the restaurant. So she goes on to tell the story about going there and expecting to eat something, but I guess it didn't work out in her favor. So she chose something else. She knew what she was getting herself into, so it wasn't like she was surprised, but after the the dinner and everything like that, she ended up negative 
57 points after it was all said and done. But uh, she was talking about, you know, how this affected her and all this stuff. But, I, you know, I really commend her because she, not only did she, she tracked it all. That's number one. So in order to be negative 57 points, you have to honestly track the entire thing. When she was telling the story, the first thing I thought and I wrote down here is, I, I mean, I was proud of her for honestly tracking the entire situation because there's so many other people that never would have put it on the tracker because they're embarrassed by it and they just want to pretend it never happened. This never will help you, and we're going to get into that a little bit later. It's never going to help you on the journey to feel like that. But for her to go, to be in the situation, I'm not sure if it was a surprise situation where she said uh, she was expecting to go somewhere else or she was expecting to eat something different, uh, like a different part of the menu that wasn't available or something. I don't. I, I can't remember exactly the situation. But either way, she had plans to do one thing and it didn't work out. And how many of you know when you you can make the best plans in the world and it doesn't mean it's going to work out, right? I mean, you can do whatever you want. Some and this, there's some some people out there say we make plans and God laughs. I'm not sure if this applies to something that God would uh take into consideration for plans, but that's another story altogether. We're not going to get into that today. But I I was really proud of her for facing the situation, dealing with the truth, tracking as it was, and regardless of the result, that's what she did. She did everything she was required to do. And it made me realize how how much the point system, as beautiful as it is, can be horrifying at the same time. Now, I want to get into that in a second, so don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to The Ranting Weight Watcher. If you would like to connect on social media, we would love to connect with you. On the Weight Watchers Connect app, search for at Ranting Weight Watcher. All of our other social media links can be found at www.therantingweightwatcher.com. You can also email the show, say hello or share your story with us. Send your emails to therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Are you interested in Ranting Weight Watcher merchandise? The Ranting Weight Watcher merchandise store is officially open for business. Head over to www.therantingweightwatcher.com. Scroll down past the welcome section to find the link to the merchandise store. Thank you so much for your support of the show. If this is your first time here, and you enjoy the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. We are proud to announce that the Ranting Weight Watcher has been rated number 6 in Feedspot.com's Top 10 Weight Watchers Podcasts. Click the link in the show's description if you wish to see the full list. If the podcast app you are listening with allows you to rate the show, please leave a 4-star or 5-star rating whatever is in your heart to leave. Any rating is greatly appreciated. And now, without further delay, here is the star of the show, Donato Russo. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. So, I told you the story in the first segment about 
this woman going to the pasta factory or spaghetti factory, whatever it is. And I was just thinking to myself as I was writing down, because I was immediately inspired by the story that this was had to be the topic of the podcast this week. How seeing that I could have, couldn't I, could I imagine that? Because this doesn't really happen to me. Um, because I have my app set up a different way and I'll explain that in a minute to open the app every day after something like that and see negative points, negative 57 points because she used all her dailies and all of the weeklies and she was shot. Negative 57 on top of that. And I couldn't imagine going through that and then having to open app the next day and see that. And quickly I thought, wow, this point system, as beautiful as it is, it could be horrifying and, you know, not motivational at all. Because... Every time you open that app, staring at negative 57 points. I mean, I could see that leading straight to the, the lack of desire. You would not even want to track anymore, for, at least for the rest of that week, until the whole thing reset. Who would want? Who here would want to open the app, stare at negative 57, and just track for the day? There aren't many. There aren't many. But what does Weight Watchers is, say is the key to success? You know, track everything, including zero-point foods. They suggest zero-point foods, but you don't have to, they say. But I, I track zero-point foods. I believe in, if you're going to do it, do it all the way, right? No matter what the situation, forget, it, it doesn't have to be weight-related. It doesn't have to be, whatever you're going to do, do it at 120%. Don't do it half-assed, okay? So, you got to track everything, including zero-point foods. That's your first step. You got to track honestly. So when you make bad choices, they got to go in there. You can't pretend like it didn't happen because it did happen. And you know what? Lying in your tracker only lies to one person because who else is looking at your tracker? Is someone else opening your phone every day to stare at what you ate? No. That's your personal information. So when you don't, when you lie on your tracker, and I'm saying the word lie because if you're avoiding adding it, it's the same as lying because it's not what actually happened. And so lying on that tracker, who's it fool? It's not fooling anybody else because no one else is looking at it. It's only fooling you. And you know what? The majority of people out there wouldn't track it, and then on top of that, they would forget that this even happened. Days and days later, when the scale went up, they would forget that this instance ever happened. I mean, why would you remember it? Why would you remember it? You didn't track it. You pretend it didn't exist. By the end of the week, it's not going to exist in your mind. Selective memory. We're only going to track what we want to remember we tracked. Or we're only going to track what we want others to know that we tracked. Doesn't make any sense. None of it makes sense because it's all, this whole journey is about 
making you a healthier person. It's not about appeasing others. It's not about making anybody else proud of you. It's not about um, gaining the support or the love or the adoration of anybody else. It is about creating the healthier you, the person that you dream to be, realizing that person can be real and going after that person. That's what this is all about. This entire journey is about that. So if you're lying on your tracker, who, who are you lying to? Only yourself. You're only fooling yourself. Because you know what? You could tell, I mean, even if you were telling someone, even if somebody was looking at your tracker, you can tell someone you're doing something a certain way until you're blue in the face. But in the end, if you're not showing the results, people are going to raise one eyebrow and say, what's going on here? If the tree doesn't bear fruit, it's worthless tree. Okay? They're going to notice right away you're not producing results and maybe what you're saying is complete bullshit. Doesn't take much to realize when somebody's lying or when somebody's not facing the truth of their situation. And the last thing you do when it comes to tracking, the last thing you could do that would lead to success is pre-tracking everything you know is going to happen before it happens. Don't wait until after you put it in your mouth. Track it ahead of time. Track, bre- track dinner when you're eating breakfast kind of a thing. Or even before you eat breakfast. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Because I eat so systematically, I track my entire week on Sunday night or Sunday afternoon even. The entire week, Monday through Friday, is tracked on Sunday night. And it's because I eat very regimented. I eat the same foods all the time, every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever day it is. I eat the same foods the same way on every day. And because of that, I can get all the tracking done and out of the way, and I, ha- I don't have to think about it. It's all about execution. I drew up my game plan. Now it's all about execution. And that's what it could be for you. You can do all this tracking. You can get it all out of the way. You could even prepackage all the stuff. Like if I know I'm having a cup of grapes every day, they have these little containers with, you know, screw-on lids that whatever it holds, it's one cup. Right? And so what's the serving size of a um the serving size of uh, of grapes is one cup. So if you put your grapes in this little container and you just put the lid on, you stick it in the fridge and you do five of them and you know you're going to have grapes every day, it's just grab and go. There's no measuring anymore. All of that's done. And the more things you eat that can be packaged like this and pre-measured because the little container is a certain measurement and you know all you got to do is fill the container, put the lid on, and you're done. That's all there is to it. So pre-track and be prepared. And these are all ways to succeed at tracking. And tracking honestly is part of it. 
regardless of what it shows you on that screen, that negative 57, as much as it's going to hurt to see that for the next seven days or five days or whatever days is left of your week when that happens. Now, we're going to take another break. And when I, when I come back, I want to talk about the possible ways we can use to defeat the mind games that the point system can play with us. Because there are ways to make it so that, yeah, maybe you, you, you went negative, but we're going to fix it. Okay? Now, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Nothing can stand in my way because I am an unstoppable force. My challenges crumble in my presence because I am so strong. My insecurities no longer have power over my life because I I am so confident. My mistakes are my choices, and I am okay with this because I am so intelligent. The mirror and scale can no longer haunt me because I am so beautiful. I can face any circumstance with unwavering support because I am so loved. The demons of my past can no longer haunt me because I now love myself. All things are possible as long as I believe because God is on my side. I will achieve all of the goals, not if, but when, because I have no boundaries. I am the champion of my story because I do whatever it takes to win. No one can take what I've done away from me because I am the author and the hero of my story. I'm coming. Victory is mine. Because I am enough. Thank you for sticking with me. 
So we just went over some of the negative effects of this whole point system and the keys to success in the whole point system. So now I want to talk about winning the mind games. I can't help but think how negative of a situation this could possibly be. This woman took a, it took a lot of courage to admit anybody for anybody to admit that they went negative 57 points because you know you went you get however many points per day plus I believe it was 42 weeklies. I think everybody gets that much. I don't I don't know. Now I'm thinking about it. But I got I had 42 weeklies when I was when I had my app set up for that. I I that's what I had. Right? I don't know if it goes down over time or if it goes it's different for people at different point levels or whatever. I couldn't help but think about how opening the app would just be that much more cumbersome staring at a negative like that and feeling the failure every time you open the app, every single time, no matter what it's for. If you're opening it to go to connect and see the people's posts or you're opening it to track or you're opening it to look up a food item, you're staring. It's right in the face. It's right in your face. Negative 57 points. The amount of courage it took to face that for the next however many days is admirable for sure but really this is all psychological all of this this entire situation is psychological okay and depending on how it's like the saying you know the glass is half full the glass is half empty it's it's your mindset that dictates what you would say about the glass right okay so let's take that to the next level and point that toward the point system what is one thing you can do so that you can not stare at negative 57 points, even if it's only for seven days? I get it. But even at seven days, it's a reminder. And it could, it could send you cascading down and have a snowball effect for the rest of the week every time you stare at it in reality. So the one thing we can do to balance this out and make you feel like you've done something to counteract is you can change your app, the settings of your Weight Watchers app, so that you swap out for the fit points. Fit points first. It's called I think it's called food swapping section of the settings area. But fit points first makes it so that the weeklies go on the back burner, Okay. And any fit points you earn from exercise go there first. So now let's say we're in the situation. We're negative 57 points. And the way I have my app set up, I don't have to stare at that for the whole week because I know my app is set to do fit points first. So all I need to do is turn on my Fitbit go for a walk, come back, and maybe when I'm done with my walk, it says negative 37 points. Okay, the next day comes, I go for another walk, I come back, all of a sudden it says negative 17 points. And in three days, I'm above water. I'm no longer negative. So how, how what do you think this does psychologically? 
you went from feeling like a failure in one day, and I believe in this woman's story, this story happens right after weigh-in. So it could have been a lunch situation, it could have been a dinner situation, but weigh-in was that morning. Okay? So technically, it's kind of like my cheat night. It happens on weigh-in day after I weigh in. And this is why I don't, it doesn't matter to me because having the Fit Points app, having the app set to use Fit Points first does something psychologically. Number one, it teaches you the value of the food truthfully in regards to how much work it takes to burn that same food item. It's one thing to say, oh, this glass of wine is four points, totally worth it. I'll use my weeklies for that. It's another thing to say, I just walked a half hour and only earned four points. Does that wine still look worth it? Are you following me here? And that's only a guess. I'm just throwing out numbers here. If it, if it takes you an hour to earn four points, depending on how fast you're walking, what size you are, you know, because the heavier you, you are, the easier it is to earn fit points because it's harder to move. Okay, you're putting in more effort to move your body because you're a bigger person. This is all understandable. It's like just science. Okay, it takes more effort for a horse to pull a trailer that's this weight than it does to for a horse to pull a trailer that's a lighter weight. It just is. It is what it is. It's physics. Okay. So, in three days, because of the way I walk. I mean, for me, even less, it's like two days, really, that I would have it polished off and I'm no longer in the negative. And the whole ship is corrected. The entire psychological experience went from being negative 50 points, 57 points, to not only making up the 57 points by going for walks and doing exercise and do what I need to do, but then to be have my head back above water and even earning some of the weeklies back. If you could follow me. So if I went negative 57 and then I earned the fit points to not only take back the 57, but then to give myself additional points... Uh, now, am I going to tell you to go and eat those points as well? No, I'm not telling you to eat those points as well. I'm saying you had one day, you indulged, but you also can correct it psychologically by a simple switch in the app. You don't have to stare at that negative 57 and feel like a failure for the entire week. You can go and chip away at it for the whole week and you could put your walks in. You can go swimming. You can do all whatever you can do. Aerobic exercises, step aerobics, uh, lifting weights, whatever you're going to do to earn those points back. You indulged, you went negative 57, and in two, three, four days... You not only fixed it, your head's above water and you're psychologically in a completely different place. You no longer feel like a a failure. You feel like a success because you started the week off so far underwater, you feel like you're drowning from one meal. 
But then you went and you put the work in and you did what it took and you chipped away and you got your head back above water and you feel like a success just for that alone. There's people that feel like a success just because they chose to go to a workshop. So if they feel like a success for that, then if you can turn around negative 57 points into a positive just by flipping a switch and putting in some work, why not? Why not? Everything we do, we do so many things that are psychological. And you know what? The things that I think are psychological games in this to make you feel like you're winning in Weight Watchers, there's so many more than just the fit points part of the app, okay? This is just to fix a big problem you created. But there's so many other mind games we play. And you're going to laugh. Okay, so here's a story. We were on Weight Watchers when we lived in Connecticut. This is before we moved to Florida. We were on on Weight Watchers. And we were going and my wife was doing well. She had lost 50 pounds. I was doing okay. I think it was like 25, 30 pounds I had lost. And one day, (laughs) my wife says, oh, we're going to have some a great dinner tonight. She's like all excited about it. And I'm like, okay, what are we having? And she's like, oh, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see. She, and she won't, she won't tell me what it is. And so I'm, I'm like, okay, what, what is she making? You know? and, I, and, I, and I'm getting curious now because I'm very, listen, if it smells bad, I'm not going to eat it. I don't care what it is. I don't care how good it is for me. If it smells bad, I'm not going to eat it. That's the number one rule if you're feeding me. Number two rule if you're feeding me is if it is a weird texture, I'm not eating it either. (laughs) All right? And uh, it's just, I don't know. There's certain things, the texture of certain things. Like I can't, there's people that love avocado and I can't take the texture. I can't just take a spoon, stick it in an avocado and then put it in my mouth. I just can't do that. It's, it's, It's so nasty to me. But I love guacamole and I eat it every day. So you mash that sucker up and I love me some guacamole, but I will not eat avocado slice, slices. Ugh, ugh. This, the, it's just completely different. The texture is completely different. And even, even the a little uh, guacamole, the Sabra singles, right? They're called Sabra singles or whatever. And it's like a single serving of guacamole for three points. Sometimes... There's a chunk of avocado in there, and I'll get it in my sandwich, and I'm like, Bleh. I, I just can't, <laughs> because it's the texture of the avocado that drives me. I don't like it, <laughs> and so she's not telling me what she's making. So when she puts the thing down on the table at dinner time, she's all excited, and it looks like I'm not gonna lie, it looks like lasagna. Okay, so I'm like, oh. It's lasagna. And she's like, yeah, 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 it's lasagna. It's lasagna. So she cuts it, and once she cuts it, you could clearly see it's no longer lasagna. <laughs> okay? I'm like, all right, so what is this really now? Come on, let's, let's be honest here. She goes, it's veggie lasagna. And I'm like, okay, veggie lasagna. All right, all right. I'll taste it. <laughs> right? So 
I I taste it, and I think it was made of zucchini, uh, sliced really thin. You know, just like the noodles of lasagna would be sliced. If I remember correctly, I can't remember if. Yeah, I think it was zucchini. I'm pretty sure of it. And it had ricotta. It had mozzarella, tomato sauce. All of the stuff that is typically in a lasagna, a cheese lasagna, not a meat lasagna. Okay? So I had all of these things, and I ate it. And obviously, I I somewhat enjoyed it because I like ricotta, I like mozzarella, and I like tomato sauce. Okay? So I, I enjoyed the dish. When, when I'm done with the dish, she's looking at me, she's like, so how did you like it? And I was like, it was all right. It was good. And she goes, see, see, see. And I said, do me a favor. Don't ever call that lasagna ever again. (laughs) Because it might work for you to call that lasagna. To me, it's just a lie. And it's an insult to lasagna everywhere. (laughs) Okay? Call it veggie casserole if you want to call it veggie casserole. Do whatever you want to do. But don't call it veggie lasagna. Don't. It's it's not even in the same class with lasagna. Lasagna is on just another level. In this veggie stuff, you're trying to portray as lasagna. No, not happening. Don't do it. What do you think? You could just take veggies, stack them up, and stick ricotta on it and some mozzarella, and you you think you could call it lasagna because that's what makes lasagna? Come on, come on with that stuff. Come on with that stuff. I'm not playing these games. <laughs> so I mean there's so many things like this so many things like this that we play these mind games with ourselves to make us think I mean for God's sakes I was in a workshop just a couple of weeks ago and there was a woman in there talking about how you can make a carrot taste like a hot dog and make and make carrots taste like bacon in an air fryer I mean come on what are we doing here what are we doing? And I guess it, if it works and it gets you to eat a carrot instead of a hot dog, <laughs> me, I'm like, eat the hot dog. Just eat it less. Come on. You can do this. You can eat in moderation. We can have a hot dog once in a while. A real one. I mean, come on here. Let's really think about this. <laughs> and then there's zoodles. Let's not even get, I mean, zucchini noodles, and you want to pasta, pass this off as pasta? Forget about it. It's not pasta. It's not pasta. Don't call it pasta. Call, call it whatever you want to call it. Listen, I, I mean, I'm not into those mind games. If you're into those mind games, fine. Go ahead. But don't, don't push that on me. Don't push that on me. When I eat pasta, I only eat it like I eat it like once a week, okay? On Sunday, and I want the real thing. I want real pasta. I want real tomato sauce. That's what I want. I only have it once a week. That's the way life goes. This is the balance between living a healthy lifestyle and living unhealthy, okay? This is the difference. Finding that balance between the healthy stuff and the unhealthy stuff and knowing when to say no to the unhealthy stuff, that's the healthy lifestyle. Not going one way all of the time and never going back, but 
being disciplined enough to say once in a while to say, no, not today. I'm not eating that today. We can't, we're not, we're not in a place where we can eat that item today. I hope I made you laugh a little bit today, you know, with, with my stories on the psychological games we play with food. So as I sit here and think about this, I am pretty sure, I mean, over the past, what is it, three, last three episodes, including this one, or four episodes including this one, we have dug pretty deep into the mindset aspect of this weight loss journey we claim to be on. And I don't think that there's any more angles for me to explore on the mindset side of these things. Now, if I'm inspired and another angle, then by all means, I will come to you with another episode with a yet another angle on the mindset side of this journey. But if I don't, then we're going to move on to other things. Now, I guess this is what I'm really trying to say. I think I have proven over the past three or four weeks that the mindset is a major player when it comes to a successful weight loss journey. Not only managing the emotions, but mastering when it is legitimate or when is it in our mind when things are going wrong. And if we have pain from the past, to finally confront it and say, hey, listen, I'm not really hungry here. I'm medicating X, Y, and Z from my past. And if that's what you're doing, you got to do the healthy thing to deal with those things from the past. Or maybe they're in the present. Maybe they don't have to be in the past. Maybe it's something that just recently happened to you and you're avoiding it and you're choosing food to medicate or distract you from that issue. Listen, it's never going to work. Food only fixes one problem, starvation. And if you're, you're listening to my show, you're not dealing with starvation. Let's face this. Let's be real here. We need to do what's required to finally defeat the demons of our past, the problems we have, because food is never going to fix them. Now, whether that's going to a doctor or going to a therapy of any kind, then do it. If you feel like that's the right thing, do it. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to tell you either way. But what I'm telling you is figure out what it is. If it's from the past, go and dig deep and find out what event is causing all of this. If it's from the present, dig deeper and find out what event it is and know that every time you're hungry every time you're emotional and you're going for that food item that's medication that's not going to fix the problem that's making new problems that's all it's doing we have to fix what really caused 
this issue in the first place. We can't distract ourselves from it anymore. If you ever want true success in what it is you're trying to do, you need to address what it is that caused you to be in this place in the first place. I can't tell you what that is. I could only point you in the right direction. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.